Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello to all our fantastic TTM podcast listeners. We have a real treat for you. Do you have trouble with your sleeping? Do you suffer with anxiety or depression? Do you still have those aching muscles that you keep talking about? Then we have the perfect product for you to try. Supreme CBD. It comes in many different forms. For example, Supreme CBD face cream. It uses organic natural ingredients leaving your face feeling smooth and also without the use of synthetic compounds. For those aching muscles, there's Supreme CBD muscle and joint rub, which penetrates deep into the skin and muscle joints, combining the therapeutic benefits of eucalyptus, rosemary, cinnamon bark and black pepper in a wonderfully hydrating aloe gel also there's more available we have all of the oils vapes and even gummy bears which are vegan now for the best part head over to supreme cbd uk today and enter our unique discount code ttm30 and you will get 30 percent off of everything on the website that code again ttm30 it really doesn't get any better. Head over to supremecbd.uk. I'm Ashley Fearfin, and you're listening to the TTM Podcast. Um, hello and welcome to the TTM Podcast. Tonight we're joined by none other than Ashley Theopain. Uh, Ash, how are you doing? You okay? I'm doing great, my man. I'm doing great. You? Uh, very, very, very well indeed. Very, very busy at the moment. Um, what have you been up to, my friend? Um, I've just come back from the gym, um, trained some clients, helped out with the amateurs and trained myself. So that's basically it. So I've been on the go today. Yeah, I know, I know the feeling very well <laughs> indeed. Um, what we'll do for our viewers tonight, we'll, we'll kick straight into it. You've yeah. got such a great career, like a real journey if i'm honest through the boxing game which we'll touch on um yeah. how how did you first ever 
get into boxing? How did boxing find Ashley Theopane? So basically, my dad used to watch the sport. Um, I think there was one time that I saw it and then um, it just became a thing where I would stay up to watch the American fights with my dad. Mike Tyson, you know, um, he kind of made me want to do the sport. So we're going back to 1985 now when he was world champion. And then two years went by, two or three years went by. And then I went went to the All-Stars gym. And then, yeah, I've just boxed. So from when I was like eight years old, around eight years old, I started to box. And this is what I've been doing. Can you ever remember your first ever sort of amateur fight? I can remember my first amateur fight and I can remember the first time that I went into the gym. My first amateur fight, I won. It was kind of weird because um, it was at the Cafe Royal and the referee would be, I think the guy I fought, he had had one and he had lost one. I had never fought. And um, I think we basically didn't punch. So he was like, you got to fight, lads. You got got to fight. And um, so I think we both had nerves, but I just threw the... The most, like I might have thrown like two pine punches. So um, so I won just on that. But I mean, it wasn't a great fight. But um, you know, it was great to win your first fight, your first yeah, yeah. fight. And um, yeah, it was just cool. So I, I had three fights with Stole Club, Stole Boys Club, and then I went back to All Stars, and then I I finished my whole like amateur career at All Stars. Spot on. I think um, with all the boxers that we've spoken to far, uh, so far, all of them remember their first fight. Every yeah. single one of them. I've not had one person. I think your, fir- I your first fight, pro or your amateur, you'll always remember it. Because it's yeah. the nerves and everything. It's when you start. It's when it began. So I think that's, you never forget that. Can you um, ever remember the first time that you obviously you signed a pro deal and, for instance, who that was with and how that made you feel when you felt like a sense of belonging to a promotional company? Um, I signed a free fight deal with Eugene Maloney like 2003, I think. Um, yeah, I think I only had two fights with him, though. We didn't get to see the whole deal because we fell out. But... Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, for me, it was cool because I turned pro actually in 2002. But it took me like eight months to get my first um, pro fight because I, had, I didn't do much in, the, in, in like the amateurs. Like no promoter wanted to give me a chance. So, you know, like my, like my, my manager at the time, he went around trying to get me fights. And then it was Eugene who gave me my first shot. So even though we fell out like within the year, it was still cool because without him, I would never have like even have got got my first shot. So um, so that was great. So you um obviously you fought a, a little bit in the UK to start with. Yes. What was it about America? Because really, it was America when you went over to America, over obviously over to New York to the Gleason's gym. What was your thought process behind, you know, I don't want to stay here and grind in the UK. What made you want to go across to, the, to America? So basically, the whole reason why I started the sport, I fell in love with the sport, was because of the American pros. Because that's what my dad watched. Well, that's what I saw my dad watch. So then when I saw those big American fights, I, I was like, wow, that I want to fight there. So 
my dad would get me loads of like DVDs of like the greats, Jack yeah. Johnson, Jack them, 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 them. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I would watch all of these guys, and they were in America, and um, so I always my whole mind frame was to one day get to the USA. And then um, is when I was nine and one. I was nine and one. I'd lost one fight, and then I was like, "It's not. I, I got to go now." Cause I'm getting older. I was 24 at the time, gonna be 25, and I was like, "I got to go over there to train at least for a month and see if I'm any good." Because I had really, I was on the small hall shows. I was getting no love like from like promoters. I was never going to achieve anything here. So I was like. I got to see if, I, if I'm here, if I'm here, any good. So I got on a plane. I stayed over there for like a month. But from the very first day that I went into Gleason's gym, like they believed in me and they made me believe in me as well. So that's what, so when you go there and you're scared and then you, you spar these guys who are rank, ranked in the world and these coaches tell you that you can be a champ, you're going to go to that energy. You know what I mean? Because when yeah, I was yeah. there, no one didn't care about me. But when I was over there, like they all told me that I could be a champ. So that's when I would save up my little cash and then I would just go over there. Then I had a friend there, Celine. She used to just let let me stay at her house and just give her, just give her like a few few bucks. So without her as well to stay, I never would have been able to do it because I didn't really have no cash. So did you did you did you use that as like a real like mentally like a driving force like nobody fancies me in the UK I'm gonna go over there I'm gonna show them was that part of your your drive and your do you know what I mean um, yes and no because because one I always wanted to go there I was getting no like love love here but when I would go there like they wanted to know about me they believed in me they kept telling yeah. me to move over there um you know so my thing was just like I can maybe make it, like I can make it, but I have to be there. So that's with me. It was like just saving up the little cash I had to keep making trip trips there, and then sparring. I was spar with anyone, spar with all, all of these ranked guys. So um, then I went to camp with Dimitri Salita. Like um, that yeah. was cool because he used to fly me when he would go camp. He used to always fly fly me over. So. He wouldn't really pay me. Like, what he would give me, I wouldn't call it pay. But, yes. like, you flew me over there, you put put me up, and then I had a camp there. So I would learn so much there and being in camp, like, Paul, Paul Canoes. So it was great. You know what I mean? So even yeah. though I was in camp for him, yep. I was in camp for me. So me yeah, and yeah. go to war because I wouldn't be, like, a punch bag. Like, I would just go at him. Yeah. So you know, for me, it was it was just great, man. Like those days, there. Look, I'm I'm older now, and I'm at the end of my career. But those days, there was just like I was just like, just no fear, because I was just like I did at that stage. There, if you ask me what you thought I could achieve, I would say I don't know. I never put like a limit on 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 myself. And when I would go to America, they used to tell me I could do everything that. That you know that they fought. Yeah. it was just great. So, in terms of obviously, you know, Dimitri Salita, as we all yes. know, is a, a real, real, real big player in the New York boxing scene. Obviously, yeah. most recently with Gerald Miller, who was obviously yeah. heavily involved in the production for the for the AJ fight that was muted yeah. and obviously fell yeah. through. 
Um, at the Gleason's gym, you talk about obviously them showing you love, and I'll agree with what you're saying there. That's the same in any any um, any job profession in the world. If, for instance, a boss goes up to a colleague and says, "You know what? You're doing a great job. I believe in you." You're going to think to yourself, "Do you know what? I'm going to run through a brick wall for you, yeah. and and you're going to learn, and it's going to it's going to put hairs on your chest, and and you're going to really you're going to feel loved, and you want to do well." So I completely understand <coughs> that. Yeah. So, you know, um, as you go through into the Gleason's gym for the first time, what's yeah. the sort of things that you see? Because every gym's different. Every gym's got a different atmosphere, different smells, different um, vibe altogether. What was the Gleason's gym like for you? I would say it was loud, intimidating. It was loud and intimidating. So I yeah. went there, the desk was there. I told them that I was in town for like four a month. I wanted to train here. And then they told me to just have a look around. So I went for a look around. I would st uh, just watch what the co coaches like would, would do. A few of them, they came up to me to say they would like, like, who am I? Like, they would like to work with me. And then that was basically it. And then I think, oh, Lennox Black Blackmore. So that was the first coach that I worked with there. And I'm um, Lennox Blackmore for Aaron Pryor. And I'm um, at that time, he trained Veer, 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 um, yep. Wayne Bray, Braithwaite, and Ilya, your raw, raw hat. So he trained like three world champions. And um, so that got me to go with him. Plus, he was from like the Caribbean as well. And my family were from the Caribbean. So it kind of, I just kind of glided like to him. So. <laughs> I was with him for a while until I think he went to camp with Vivian. When Vivian went to camp for Witter Fight, they went, they went away. He wasn't there in the gym. So then that's when I stopped like, to, um, to co-coach with him, to work, work with him. Yeah, so, I, mean, I was with him for like two years or so, but I learned loads again. <laughs> Good, no, fair, fair play. I mean, we we do quite a li uh, quite a bit with the Caribbean ourselves. Actually, we've yeah. uh, we've interviewed uh, a lot of the football managers in the Caribbean. Okay. The, um, yeah, so for the Cayman Islands, um, we okay, interviewed cool. the national team football manager, the technical director for the uh, FA of the British Virgin Islands as well, okay. which is pretty cool. So we've got a real interest in the Caribbean okay, and a bit of a connection. Yeah, it's really good. Cool. Love it. Um, yeah, absolutely. it's one place. It's one place we really want to get out to. To be fair. Yep. Absolutely. So from from New York then, Ashley, yeah. you you I saw an interview with yourself um where you said that you wanted to, you know, New York was good for you, but you wanted to get over to Las Vegas because that's where you felt the real bright lights were. So effectively you're living the American dream at this point, aren't you? You're in New York, you're grinding, you're yeah. working hard, you're doing well, you're making a name for yourself. Yeah. You went to Las Vegas, what happens next? Um, so I went over there. So I first went there when I was British champion. So I'm um, yeah, over yeah, there yeah. two weeks. It went well. I lose the British belt. And then um, I think, oh, like what next? I can't get no fights here again. So I said, ah, oh, like a year ago, like Floyd was mad cool of me. I'm going to go back there, see if I can get on TMT. Because Ishe Smith had just won the world, world belt and he was older than me. So I was like, oh. If Floyd is going to help, help, help him and we have like the kind of the same career, he might help, help me. So um, I went over there and the first day, like Floyd was like, oh, you come back. So I was like, oh shit, like he remembered me. And then, um, so I had paid for a month to go there to see how it goes. And then by, and by the end of the month, it was going great. Like he was saying that he wants to help me in my um, career. 
Um, he knew about some like decisions that I should have got that I didn't get. And then, um, so I was like, cool. So then I, I extended for another for months because he was in camp for um, Guerrero. So right. then I stayed till the end of the um, Guerrero camp. And then um, I was just sparring anyone. Anyone who was a world champ, who was ranked, who was anything. I just spar. I was just on, I was just, I have to get on the team. And um, so Floyd would watch me. I would go for runs with Floyd. And then on the, the night that he won, like straight afterwards, when he was with some reporters, he told me to come over. And then he said, yeah, that this is my champion from all over the world at this. This is my guy Ash actually. So I was like, oh shit, like I'm with him. Yeah. And then that's when I found out that I was with Floyd. Um, I came back home for like a month. And then um a guy wanted to sign me in New New York. Louis, Louis Colazzo's team. Right. They flew me over, they flew me over um for like a week or for two weeks to spar to spar with him. We sparred and stuff. They wanted to sign me. Um but then I said, ah, oh, I'm going to go back to oh, well, over there because Floyd said he's going to sign me. Sign me. So I went back there and then, um, yeah, just started to spar with um, Bay. And then, um, yeah, like I got on the team. That's when um, I got on the team to fight for Canelo on the Canelo card. Um, I, so I was in the gym. He was seeing me spar in the gym. And then we went, the thing was, we went out to a club like one night and there was a, a pro there who we were supposed to fight each other, but I think, I don't know if he wanted more cash or whatever it was, but we didn't fight each other. But he saw me with Floyd now. He's like, oh, like you're with Floyd. So he started to shout at me in the club. Mm. And I'm just like, I'm with Floyd in it. I don't want to act up. Like, so I'm trying to act good. And the guys are saying to me to be, be cool. And then I think Floyd liked that the guy was calling me out in the club. So straight off, like straight outside, we went outside in the club, and that's when he said, "Yeah, you like you will go in, go in to be on my card, like Canelo card." And then I was just like, "Thanks," and then yeah, yeah man, then we just started the camp. I, th- I think it's I think it's wicked to be honest. I mean, obviously, Luis Colazo is a, is a great fighter in his own right. Amir Khan actually fought him a few years ago in, yeah, a, in a really good fight. Um, it was they very, fought very on the same card as me, yeah, because that's when they be fought on the Floyd Floyd card. That's right. right. Yeah, Maidana, I think Maidana. We all fought on the card. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember watching it. Um, I, it was a brilliant card actually. Um, it was, as, it was as, very good. Uh, yeah, uh, as far as I'm concerned, obviously. Just to rewind just an inch, um, yeah, obviously yeah, you had the Demarcus Crawley fight. The Demarcus Crawley fight, yes. you know, when I, as I look back through your career, do you know what? You don't get enough respect for that victory. That is a really, really big, big, you know big why, win. You know why it was a big win? Because he had just lost to Devin in a world tire, tire yeah. thing. So yeah. it was for the number na- na- one spot. And he lost that on points. And yeah. I was his comeback fight where he was supposed to win. Even the news over here was saying, ah, oh, like I'm supposed to lose, blah, 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 blah. So when I won, it was a big win because they didn't believe I was going to win. And straight after that fight, I was supposed to fight Zab because Zab was on the Roy right. Jones and the Cal Zab. Zab yeah, yeah. And I was supposed to fight Zab, but I was training at the same gym as Zab at that time. And when his team found out, because they did watch me and Dimitri spar, so when they saw how good I was, like, they were like, don't fight him, Zab. Because it was only supposed to be a small fight for Zab. So they yeah. were like, don't risk it with him because this kid can fight. Yeah. So um, so it was, it was a shame because we were supposed to fight, I think, like, three times. 
like me and Zab, and we never got to fight. Zab Judas been in with the best of them, clearly. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Of course, that's why yeah. I would love. Even when we got, I got to spar him when I was in Floyd's um um camp, and um it was great. Me and Demarcus, and I would spar them too, and um it was just great to spar. Even though I wanted to fight him, it was just great to be in there with him because he had done it all. Like he was a guy that I, yeah. I liked when he used to campaign. Like so, it was great just to spar with the man. And then also um, we we move forward. Danny Garcia. So how does it feel to know that you did better against Danny Garcia than Amir Khan did? Facts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the crazy thing about that was like, because it was on Sky Sports at the time. Yeah. Sky Sports like refused to interview me, and I and I and I was like, why wouldn't you interview me? Because we fought the same. We're fighting the same guy. Why wouldn't you want to know what I think on it and stuff? Yeah. So, like, Sky Sports didn't say anything about me going in there with him or anything. So it was kind of weird. And then he went in, he went out there, and he sparked Khan. Um, I actually thought that Khan could have won the fight, but because he rushed in and he got caught, yeah, you know, and um, because I knew of his power. So basically, when I got the fight, he like he was on the rise, and I was like his first test. And I watched this guy and the manager that I had at the time, I got offered him or some other guy. And I wanted the other fight because the guy <laughs> was a world champ. The guy used to be world champ. What is his name? Hope. I was supposed to fight Hope. Kevin right. or Hope. So oh, I yeah, yeah. Hope. I was offered Hope. And I said, I prefer to fight Hope because Hope was a world champion. Like this yeah. Garcia kid, I don't know him. And then... He fought Mabuza instead because I said no to well because my team said no to, to the fight. He fought Mabuza and Mabuza won, and then um, I was pissed. I was like, "Oh shit, that would have been me." And yeah. then you know, but then <laughs> yeah. I fought this kid. All I saw on him is that he knocked out a lot of guys that you know they were supposed to get KO'd, and I guess I was his big fight to step up. So I went in there to try to box, box him because I knew he would just try to come in there swinging. And then when he actually did hit me, I thought, oh, he don't really hit that hard. Like, and then I started to go at him. Yeah. And then um, it was a good fight, you know. Um, it was a good fight. So um, it was a contentious split you know, decision. There's, there's yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. no but doubt when, about it. When you when you were the B side, wherever you fight in the world, like if you fight a guy on his home show, yeah, nine times out of ten they're gonna go again against you. It is what it is. That is the yeah. sport. Now, obviously, you go forward. To Floyd, um, yeah. you, you, you've said like you, you know you've met Floyd, and do you know what? It sounds like he's been really cool. Um, it, you know, he's extended out his hand of friendship yeah. to you, helped you, coach you. And do you know what? Um, from the outside looking in at Floyd, it is quite clear what he says with hard work and dedication. You can achieve what you need to achieve. He's an I think that's great. why he likes me. I might yeah. not have been the fastest or the most skillful, but he knew I would come in there. I wouldn't bullshit, and I would just mm, work hard. Mm, mm. You know, absolutely. So that's kind of what it was, and I and I was just kind of weird. The Americans are like loud and all of that. I was just kind of reserved and chilled. So I would just be there and just chill in the back background. Yeah, I've I've always wondered, right? So watching, obviously, with Leonard Ellaby and obviously all the team there. Yeah. Um, so did you have like an actual contract with Floyd Mayweather or was it sort of like a friendship thing really? Um, no, I had, I, some of, some of the guys at the start, they didn't have no deals with him. Yeah, like they yeah. just was there. But um, 
I had to have a deal with him because I needed my work work permit. But so, yes, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I had to have a deal with him. So I had um had a three year deal. Um, the three year deal it end ended straight after the A B fight, and then it got yeah. extended for like another three years. That's cool. And obviously, Adrian Broner is a massive character. I mean, I, I have never seen such a self-destruction of a boxer uh, in, in my career. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. It's fact. I mean, this guy, you see him on social media thinking, what are you doing? You've got such talent. And he has a multiple weight world champion. Let's be real. Yeah. He's got a great talent. And you've seen him all over Twitter. He's in jail. He's out of jail. He's chucking money around. He's bringing out rap songs. Mate, get your head down. Get your bum in the gym. Work hard and go and do something. It, what do you know what I would give anything to be in that guy's shoes? You know, <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? And he's yeah. just pissing it up the wall. Um, what's he like to be in the ring with, Ashley? Um, to be in the ring with him, it was, it was actually cool. Like, I found mm. him to be very strong. I was surprised at how strong he was. He didn't yeah. work, he didn't throw a lot, as we know, he doesn't throw a lot, but when he did throw, I would feel his shot. So, that was kind of like when I had gone in there. Our thing was is that I don't hit harder enough like a Maydar. Maydar. But I was like, could basically do like the poorly thing. Just outwork him. Yeah. So that was yeah, kind yeah. of my thing in the gym was just to throw a lot. So by like the, in, in the gym, I was throwing like 100 shots around. So I, so I was in great shape. I was fight. I was sparring with guys that fought his kind of style. But the one thing was they didn't hit as hard as him. So yeah. when he hit me, it was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't want to get hit. So, <laughs> yeah. so then I wasn't throwing as much as I could have thrown because he hit hard. You yeah, absolutely. What was, the, good what was the build-up like? So with, in the build-up to that fight, was there any sort of back and forth? Was he, was he a prick to you at all? Or was it fairly no, no, respectful? He's he, he done the A-B thing in it. So um, Floyd, Floyd basically, that's why I say Floyd was cool. Floyd basically got into his head. Like Floyd would do what I was supposed to do, but Floyd would do it knowing that it would upset him because they were so close for many years. And then Floyd yeah. would just chat shit about, about, about him. So um, Floyd would basically do it and then come to the gym the next day and say, yo, Ash, did you see what I did? Did you see what I did on the thing? Yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I would say, yeah, like I saw it. And then, so Floyd would be like, I've done my job. It's up to you to do your job. Like I've, pl- I've, done my, I've played my role. I've got you to yeah. fight. I've, I've got into his head. It's up to you to do it in the ring. And I said, I know, Floyd, I'm going to do it. And um, so going into the fight, I believed 100% that I would win because everything I, everything I could have done to prepare, like I'd done. Like mm. sometimes, may, maybe they might have said I might have overtrained because there, there may have been some days they said to take off and I was like, nah, I'm cool. Like I won't yeah, yeah. work. So there may have been some days that if I, I might, I should have taken off, I don't know. But like I was in great shape, like maybe the best shape I've ever been in. So it, it, it's just a shame it didn't translate to the fight. Yeah. Because you yeah, everything on your was feet. just on point. So it's just a shame that what I did in the gym, I couldn't do on the night. Yeah, I mean, you know, with, with Adrian right, I didn't Broner, do on the night. Well, to, I mean, to, to be fair, to be fair, a lot of people have, have lost in 
in terrible circumstances to Adrian Broner. I mean, let's yeah. not let's be honest. I mean, yeah, I, I was probably a bit harsh with him a minute, a minute ago. He is a world-class <laughs> operator. Yeah, no, no. He's, no for every, he's for everyone. And there's a reason why he's for everyone. That's one thing I say about, about him. Hmm. He's not scared to get in the ring with anyone because yeah. he's for yeah. everyone. Like, he's yeah. won and lost, so he's not scared to get in the ring with everyone. Yeah. So, you know, that experience there still. So, it is what it is. You know what I mean? He, he could... He's been a four-weight champ or three-weight champ, whatever it is. That's a, it's big what he's done, but it's crazy that we say he should have even done more. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. Done that, but we say he should have, should, should have done more. Yeah, so, you know. absolutely. And then, obviously, after the AB fight, you say, obviously, you signed an extension with a deal, which is great, which is really right. good for you, Ash. I mean, from there, obviously, the deal then, then comes to its, to its, you know, it's maybe its natural end. And, and you yeah. go on... This is unbelievable, what I'm saying now. This world tour is epic. It's mental. And for the, for the viewers listening at home and, and, and they're going to be watching on YouTube, um, I'm just going to just say the running order, actually, really But quickly. the thing is, there might be one of them that the box wreck they haven't put in there. Which is? Uh, should we see if I've got it right, then? Go on, because if on you went to Wikipedia, okay. yeah, it's on Wikipedia. Yeah, Here we go, then. The so, so you sign Las Vegas. You then go to Germany. You then go yes. to Hungary down to Africa, to Ghana, then back into Poland, and then, unbelievably, across the world, to Central America, to Mexico. You then come back to Eastern Europe, into Hungary, and then a little stint in the Middle East, in the UAE. Yeah. And then from there, you end up in Romania, and then into Denmark. And then along okay. the way... You got, you got a list, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. And then, done and then, research. Absolutely. And then just for good measure, just for good measure, to put the TTM podcast seal on it, you pick up a German international title along the way. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> what are your plans now going forward? There has been talk. We all know what the talk's been. Yeah. Um, where are you at? James, do you want to ask Ash anything about, about the, the, the future? First of all, what I do want to say is fair play for that world tour. Yeah. A lot of fighters in your position might have finished a deal with money, Possibly, I don't know. I don't want to speculate. Made made a good amount of money off of that personally. Might have gone. That'll do for me. You know, I think your drive, your dedication, your determination, and ambition is yeah. very, very impressive. You know, a lot a lot of guys respect to you, Ash, because a lot of guys might call it a day there or yeah. gone into easier fight. So that is one hell of a run that you've gone yeah. on there, and fair play to you for that. Um, Connor Ben, talk to us about Connor Ben. How close um, well, that? we've seen he's just announced that he's going to fight. Yeah, he's um, going to fight. He's got a fight now, hasn't he? Sean, which is a good, good fight like for him. Um, he messaged me. He asked me to spar like for this fight. We ain't going to spar. But um, yeah, I would fight him afterwards. But I know the British champion guy. I think he was upset because I think he thought that he was actually going to fight him. So he was surprised. That it wasn't him, so yeah. um, so who so who knows what Ben is going to do? But I think it's the Warren Hearn thing that stopped stopped that fight from going. Of course, whoever it is, but um, yeah, when me, you're... I would see after I finished the world tour, I was like, I'm basically done. Like after this fight, I went to the change changing room, and I was just like, yo, I'm tired. Like, I'm tired. So, I, like, as as you said, I could have retired with Floyd and stayed over there. 
Like, I didn't have to come back. I chose to come back. Sometimes I'm like, damn, I should have stayed over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, the thing was, I liked my life over there. Like, I, I had a good life over here, there. The reason why I left wasn't, it was because I wanted to, I wanted to box back, back, back home once. And I wanted to do this world tour. So that's why I left. And um, so I'd done the world tour just to do it. Um, it was great to, it was kind of great to meet fans all over the world to fight on these, even though some of the shows were very small and some of, some of them were, were, were cool size. But it was cool to go all around the world and they actually knew me wherever I went to. Yeah. Like fans knew who I was and what I had achieved. So that was actually nice to do it and um to see the sport is like worldwide. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I had I had a great time um like doing it. And then um yeah, I kind of, kind of I could as I said with um the Ben, like when I was doing the interviews about Ben. I could be retired now. Like, I don't know. Like, I still, like, I've, I still stay in the gym, like, just in case a fight came that I want. But, like, I don't know, innit? Like, I don't know. So, um, I think that would get interest, actually, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, no, no, no. It actually did, though, because when yeah. the, they announced it, that they're trying to chat with me, a lot of people said, Ash, I think, I think, think you could win and, and blah, 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 blah. Mm. I've never watched him in a fight. Like, I've watched little clips of him. So, you know, but I see, and I see his little training and stuff. So you, you can't really go by a guy hitting pads in the bag because that don't really mean shit. But, um, so I'm kind of trying to wait around to try to fight back home for one last time. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think so that's, that's kind of fight. like, yeah. But I think I've had... I've had offers from other promoters. So I think I'll fight again, like, once this year. I think I'll fight one, one this year because I've spoken to, like, three or four promoters. So I, I'll probably fight. But some of them, because I fight abroad, some of them, they're not open yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So, so they're saying we have to wait to see, like, what is going on to be open sold. So that's why when I got over for the fight to fight Ben, I was 12 and a half stone. Yeah. So... Like, you know what I mean? So I've dropped, dropped, dropped a stone since then. So that's why I said to, so my people, they went to her and they said that we could do it at the end of the year because Ashley would lose weight like by then. So that's still my aim to, to fight the end of ne next month. So if I can, so I'm trying to chat to some, some promoters now to see if I can have one for the end of the year. I'll tell you do you think it's a little you. bit, do you think it's a bit of a problem <clears throat> in this country that, um, Matchroom and Sky and, and now yeah. and now obviously Queensberry coming up and do you think they've got too much of a monopoly over it in this country? If your face doesn't fit do you think it's hard to get a fight on those cards? Um, well 100% well you got hair you got hair in the sports but like hair in yeah. the sports are like for the guys who can't get in with those two they yeah. want to hair in the sports yeah of course they'll yeah, take, yeah. they'll take yeah. the guys who know what wants but then you got MTK now and MDK yeah. assigning a lot of guys, they do small shows, they do big shows. So MTK are like the middle ground. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, like, because yeah. it's their boys fight on all of the shows That's and right. they do their own shows. So I think like MTK are good to be with. Um, but yeah, you kind of have like four main promoters overall. Oh, yeah, you're right. I so mean, much guys. And look, to so see now. There's a lot of guys on the small hall. They're not able to get no fights right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's sad. 
It's sad for them. We we heard that in the in the Peacock the other day. We were chatting yeah. to a lot of the staff in there, and it's um, obviously at the moment it's only Matchroom Square Gardens and BT yeah. Sports Studios that are offering the fights. I mean, there is talks uh, in terms of the broadcasting uh, that ITV are poised potentially to re-enter the game, um, which would be good because the last time ITV were involved was with uh, Chris Eubank Jr.'s IBO pay per view. Oh. IBO. IBO pay-per-view, just putting that out yeah, there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then again, it's sold. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, it's sold, um, to be fair. So, look, Ash, I mean, uh, we just got um, a lot, one last segment for you, really. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, one, one last segment. James, do you want to introduce that to, to Ashley Theopane? So, Ashley, what, what we got is uh, just a little bit of... Uh, just so I diss everyone now. I can diss everyone now. If you want to diss anyone, <laughs> unless, uh, unless you diss me and him, because <laughs> that's not fair. But you can diss. So we just got a few names to throw at you, Ashley. All right. Um, initial thoughts on them. You might really like them. You might have something to say about them. Right. So I'll kick us off. We've touched on him quite a bit earlier. Um, Adrian Broner. Um, I'll say I think he's a nice guy. Over than our fight. He's yeah. always treated me good before, and he's treated me after well. So I will say I think Adrian, he's misunderstood, and I think yeah. he's a nice, nice guy. And as well, he didn't have to give me the shot, because when I got the shot, he called me out, and I was not ranked at the time. Right. So, he, so you know, he's a nice guy, because, you know, I made the most I ever made, I made with him. Like, so Do you think it's a bit of a front with him? No, no, no. I think he's actually like that, but... I guess where he's from, it's normal. Yeah. yeah. You know okay. what I'm saying? So he's yeah. not nothing like like his friends or whatever. That's how they are. So I, I just think where he's from and whatever, that's just how they are. You know what I mean? Um, the next one we've got is yeah. a Mr. Eddie Hearn. Oh, Hearn. Um, I'm not a fan of him. You know what I mean? I, I don't know him, but I've, you know, I've met him once or twice and... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of him. I'm just not a fan of him. Yeah. But you'd like to fight on one of his shows, right? Um, I would, but yeah. you know, it's it's thingy. I would fight on. I would fight on one. One of them. He's offered me with Josh, and he's offered me with Ben. If I fight on them, cool. If I don't, I won't lose sleep. Yeah. Cool. Um, Ricky Hatton. Um, I felt let down by him. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? I felt let down by him. If you, if you read my book, Raised by the Hood, um, I speak about, I got signed by him. Hearn wanted to sign me. Frank Warren wanted to sign me. And I signed, I signed with Hatton because I went to his house and he basically said that he believed in me and he said he would get me big fights. And then I signed with him. I was with him for 18 months. He didn't get me one fight. Really? Yeah, so I thought, yeah, so I, it, yeah, it's a shame. In, it's a shame. In a boxer's career, um, there is the, the term and the saying being active is absolutely essential yeah. Um, yeah. before ring rust uh, usually sets in. Um, from there, we've got. Uh, just a to man- touch on Ricky yeah. Hatton, sorry. I just want to say I feel let down by him as well. Because as a, as a teenage boy, I spent 15 quid of my own money to buy the, um, the Mayweather fight. Yeah. And it lasted two rounds, and I stayed up till no, four. No, no, it was 
Fight five rounds. You you're talking Manny about fight, the, the Manny fight, the Manny fight, the Manny fight, yeah. the Pacquiao. Yeah. Oh no, Mayweather took him to seven, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Mayweather knocked him out at the end of the seventh because his head hit the uh, the corner of the ring and he yeah. uh, went down. And then so, in terms yeah, of the, the, yeah, the Pacquiao the fight, he caught him with a wonderful. Yeah, the Manny fight, fight. The Manny fight, he just got whooped. Yeah, yeah, yeah he just got yeah. completely wiped out. That's the one. And I'll never forget. I'll never forgive him for that. If so, if next time you see him, actually, you tell him James Hounsel will never forgive him. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, do you know what? I've got a really good one. Uh, one from maybe left field. A man that's always in the pictures with the money team. A man that's always in the camp. That's actually on the inner circle, but doesn't usually get a lot of press. And that's a Mr. Leonard Ellerby. He's just sent me a text, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> he just sent me a text. Um. L, I would say L runs the um the promotions, the day to day. Um, sometimes at the end of the day, like I like I respect him more now, because one thing when you're with the team, he has your back. Like when you have a fight, he has your back. Blah blah blah. But um, so yeah, he does. He does. Uh, he does. He does his job. Um, and. and f- and it's weird, like reading my book, because because I had like to read my book back when I first went to the gym, he came up to me and he was mad cool with me, and you know what I mean. So like overall, I like El. You know what I mean. Like I've I've known him now for eight years, and um, you know, I like him. We had an up and down relationship like for a while, because sometimes you want certain fights and you're not getting the fights that you want at the times you want. Yeah, yeah. But um. As they say, you have to wait, be patient. Is a team of guys, and everyone gets their shot at different stages. Yeah. So, um, you know, I respect him. I respect him now that I no longer like with them. You know what I mean? So, yeah, so I mean, to be fair, whenever you see him, the one thing that does strike out at you, that man has got style. Did he can dress. Uh, he yeah, can dress I was gonna, well. he's got style. Yeah. I don't know no, no, about no. that. He always looks good. Whatever he's in, he always looks good. Look, look, the glasses, look. man. It's the glasses, the rose tinted glasses. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, James, next one for you, mate. Uh, last one for me. This is, you, you, you may or may not have an opinion on this one. The TTM podcast. Oh, the TTM. Yeah, you guys have been cool. Um, it's been a good relax. You've done your research, which is always good. You know, I've, I just finished an interview with, I, what's it? I-F-L-T-T. Yeah, Coogan. So I just, just, just spoke, spoke with their mum before. So, um, so, yeah, so you guys done a good, you've done a good job today. Hello to all our fantastic TTM podcast listeners. We have a real treat for you. Do you have trouble with your sleeping? Do you suffer with anxiety or depression? Do you still have those aching muscles that you keep talking about? Then we have the perfect product for you to try. Supreme CBD. It comes in many different forms. For example, Supreme CBD face cream. It uses organic natural ingredients leaving your face feeling smooth and also without the use of synthetic compounds. For those aching muscles, there's Supreme CBD Muscle and Joint Rub, which penetrates deep into the skin and muscle joints, combining the therapeutic benefits of eucalyptus, rosemary, cinnamon bark and black pepper in a wonderfully hydrating aloe gel. Also, there's more available. We have all of the oils 
vapes, and even gummy bears, which are vegan. Now for the best part. Head over to Supreme CBD UK today and enter our unique discount code TTM30 and you will get 30% off of everything on the website. That code again, TTM30. It really doesn't get any better. Head over to supremecbd.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.